Hello and welcome to another edition of the Outsiders podcast brought to you this week live from the Everyman in Chelsea and uh, we are here for a particular reason. My name is Zach. I'm joined as ever by my friend and colleague and co-host of the podcast Mark. Hello Mark, how are you? Hello Zach, I'm fine and good to be with you. Good to be back again in physicality rather physicality. than via, via the uh, the airwaves. Absolutely, we are here in the flesh although uh, you wouldn't think it having listened to us but we are here in person on a beautifully luxurious pink sofa at the Everyman Theatre. It feels like we're actually in a living blancmange. <laughs> we are. It's beautiful. And we have this um, this large picture of Vivian Westwood looking down on us. And why is Vivian Westwood significant in the story, do you That's think? It's very interesting you should ask that, because we are here in Chelsea, specifically on the King's Road. And Vivian Westwood, of course, was a um, very important sort of cultural figure and an icon uh, for the King's Road, starting in her fashion days in the 60s um, and then obviously she's continued that through so um, she's quite an important icon of this area which is why her face is uh, adorned, adorned in very large fashion behind us um, just picture that if you can dear listener um, <laughs> so Mark explain what we were going to be doing today well we were actually planning to do a kind of visual tour of the King's Road um, together and show you all the significant symbolic sites of, of this particular road. Why? Because it was the, if you like, the central point of the punk movement in the 70s. And we decided that it would be a really interesting backdrop for us to meet this particular, for this particular show because punk is, a, is symbolic or is representative of, for sure, the outsiders in society. And yeah, that's why we decided it would be a great place to meet. However, what we hadn't counted on <laughs> was that the after two months of almost drought, we've now got weather, the, the rain is coming down oh, like you've never seen. It's, the heavens have opened. Um, thankfully, we managed to find our refuge in the Everyman, and um, they very kindly uh, agreed that we could record this week's podcast here in their bar area. So we are coming in. from there to you right now. Right now. Isn't that exciting? It is. So um, we should get into the specifics then of why we are, um, well, we did want to do this um, anyway along the King's Road and talk about the punk movement, its importance, not only historically, but also for when it comes to um, the outsiders and um sort of the cultural uh, thing behind it so um, if I could lead in with that by saying Malcolm McLaren when mm -hmm. we had this um, we were walking down Kings Road when we arrived a beautiful sunny time when we were, we were walking down and we have photos to prove it you can check that on our Facebook page <clears throat> and um, I spotted the McDonald's and my interesting fact was that that McDonald's I I, I researched if I could get my words out were the headquarters for Malcolm McLaren, who, of course, was the manager of the Sex Pistols. Who is also friendly with... Vivian Westwood. And it all comes together, dear listener. Life is a full circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So the Sex Pistols, that's that's a good one to talk about. When it, they're, they're, they're sort of the... Probably the most famous... The yeah, most iconic <clears throat> punk band yeah, at the time. Yeah, that we've got. So, um... This, the punk movement is sort of led by events in the world, political or upheaval amongst in society. Um, is it, what sort of, 
what do you think are the drivers to it? What, what, what can we get from it? Well, of course, it's the economy, the backdrop of the economy, and we have to go back to the the seventies, the the strikes that were going on at the time, Thatcher in government, the whole British economy on its knees. And of course, from chaos comes opportunity, comes threat, comes creativity, comes all kinds of things. And this is how the punk movement evolved. Um, but actually, what I did find out, which was a bit of a shock to me, to be honest with you, was that actually punk uh, originated in the States. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. <clears throat> yeah, in the States. And uh, it, came to, it, well, it, it spread over to the UK during, uh, during that period of time. But um, we decided, actually, <clears throat> that the outsiders as a being, a state of mind, is really reflective of being you know, in a non-inclusive or feeling non-included in society. And the punk movement is very representative of that. Um, we talk about the economic backdrop of it. We talk about a need to express, to communicate. And the punk movement at the time was uh, that vehicle, uh, the music the sound, the expression, the poetry, the yeah. lyrics, the clothing, the fashion represented a time of, you know, rebellion. De definitely. It's very anti-establishment, very anti-society, um, sort of anti-government. It was sort of, um, it, was, it was giving, it was a movement that gave people a voice. And um, as it sort of caught hold, it was something that, a lot like, I suppose it's... It, in relation to how rock and roll was in the 50s to the older generation of that time, the punk movement was, to the older generation of that time, something completely alien and something they just didn't get, which, um, which then the sort of younger generation find that they can use that as a voice of their own to put across their feelings and their emotions. And it's, it's very much about expression, isn't it? It's expressing it's all yourself. About expression. And being able to do so within, a, let's say, an environment, an inclusive environment where you feel that you can do so. Um, because a lot of people feel repressed, and if they feel repressed, they can either um, inwardly, or they implode, should I say, yeah. or explode. And in this particular case, punk definitely exploded. And I think that's what is important or significant here. And that's why... We are um, at the Everyman Theatre. It is. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, on because of weather, Road. on the King's Road, um, <laughs> when we wanted to really show you some signif uh, symbolic buildings yeah. and some places that help hold significance as far as the movement is concerned. Because the King's Road, historically, is it's been described as the, the, the sort of punk centre of the counterculture movement of that time. Um, you had the, 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 the fashion uh, and the, the sort of the freedom of the 60s then turned into this sort of aggression and this um, it was is it was it anger or was it frustration as as uh, the years went or disillusionment on. disillusionment um, but i like the uh, the thing the way you described it as an explosion because that is pretty much what it is even the sound of punk yes it's an explosive sound is it great it gets your attention well i i, I was probably a bit, a bit on the young side but i remember coming to to london with my parents on, a, on the odd occasion for a day out and we came to Chelsea um, I think I must have been about 13 or 14 at the time and walking down the King's Road and was just you know met with these groups of youths with pink, green, yeah. blue hair safety pins through their nose yeah. you know bull, bull chains the whole shebang and it really was quite a sight yeah 
and very impactful. And it did leave quite, uh, in, you know, a, a, an imprint on, on my, my memory. So uh, that was something of the early days. But of course, um, I went to see some of the latter day punk bands as I was li- when I was a little bit older. Um, and the experience of going to a punk concert versus going to a standard um, pop concert is, is yeah. significantly different um, in terms of the atmosphere, in terms of the feeling, the vibe. Absolutely, there must be well, would be a lot of uh, a lot of that aggressive sort of uh, explosive um, emotion would be within in the concert. I suppose the nearest we've had to it in most recent times would be an Oasis concert. What do you think? Mm. That, that, I think that was that was kind of. It is a time, and it is a movement of its own kind. But it's nothing really. It's not really an expression of frustration or disillusionment. Mm. That's just pop or pop or rock. It's but this is this is more of a movement which yeah. is actually sweeping groups of people together collectively, based on the lyrics. Yeah. Based yeah. on the expression. Based on the. Uh, you know, the, the outrage of the, of the time yeah, uh, and feeling as one an yeah. inclusive experience it's something that, like a football match yeah I suppose it's something that you know the, the older generation of that time would have seen this as something that um, is divisive and causing problems and causing aggro but actually um, for the younger generation it was a movement that was uniting people from all over the country yeah. and, and speaking as one and having a voice of uh, this isn't Right, we're not we're not happy with uh, with this. We're not happy with the future that you're painting. I think it started off um, as a form of expression, but then it became an extension into more of a an industry, yeah, and more of a fashion, and more of a thing rather than what it really started out being, which was you know an, an expression of dissatisfaction or frustration with the times. I think it became. It just became, let's say, a, a more of a, uh, an expression of fashion or culture rather than actually what it was initially intended to do. And then it, does it lose its power and its energy then? Do you think it becomes something like that then suddenly starts becoming more mainstream? Well, it did. It, it, it did. It kind of morphed into the new, new wave yeah. movement, yeah. which was neither pop nor punk. It was morphed into the two. Yeah. And that had its own sound and background, um, but that wasn't the same kind of background. That was that was just yeah. pop music, effectively. And that's that. That's the sort of the era that I remember the, yes. quite clearly. That's when I was in my sort of formative yes. younger years. Me I remember too. people like Adam and the Ants, um, all these sort of one hit. One, remember Kajagoogoo? Kajagoogoo, <laughs> too shy shy. <laughs> Well, I mean, what happened to poor old Limal? Yeah, well, well let's not go into that one. What <laughs> <No. laughs> happened indeed. But, um, but no, there were all kinds of bands. And in fact, one of the, the bands that suddenly came to my mind while walking down the road was Elvis Costello. Yeah. I don't want to go to Chelsea. Another guy that was in the new wave zone yeah. time rather than the, pop, the, the punk yeah. culture. Um, but again, let's just go back into the punk movement because that's what we really were talking about. And the most formative or iconic band was the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Who, from what we can gather anyway, were a, a bunch of layabouts that really couldn't <laughs> yeah. play, but were used quite cleverly by McLaren. Yeah. As a kind of cultural... It was like a sounding box, wasn't it? Yeah. 
a way of um, getting messages out there. Using Vivian Westwood's designs, his yeah. business brain, yeah. and them, yeah, as, <laughs> as a kind of. But it did capture, obviously, and did it did also equate how people felt at the time. Yes. So it, it really was how a clever guy could match the needs and the feelings of the people through a creative platform. Yeah, and that's the same. I mean not trying to move away from the punk movement, but it, you see moments like that in throughout history, don't you? Especially when it comes to art, there are particular movements that, so they sort of get labelled and boxed into this little thing. Um, Categories, yeah. Categorised, yeah. You, you know, the rock and roll movement. Or genres the, or whatever, the, yeah. The blues movement before that. And, you know, like, then they produce these icons like the Beatles or like then the Sex Pistols. And then we go on and on, you know, Britpop produced... Oasis and Blur, and they're, but they're all um, these were voices. The, the reason why they had uh, such popularity, and and um, they, they what they said mattered, was because of the connection they had with their audience. That it was almost like they were had, had the ability to speak what their audience was thinking, to say what they were thinking, and tap into that. And I think it's the same with the punk movement, For isn't sure. it? For that sure. they were reflecting what people were thinking on the streets. And right now we're in a very similar situation. Obviously, the world's gone nuts, uh, you know, economically, globally. It's on its knees. We've got all kinds of issues, and potentially a war, global war, you know, on 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 the precipice. So we we really are now in a situation where chaos reigns yeah. and possibly ripe for another movement of some kind. There could be some sort of cultural revolution, which yes. then could evolve into a societal. Revolution, um, which you know can happen. Art has such a power. Well, um, maybe it's it happening already, change. actually, through technology. You know, with all these different NRTs, and you know, we've got the crypto movement yeah. and these kind of things, where actually creativity is being used yeah. uh, on a technical platform. So maybe that is the revolution that's happening. Well, be because it's almost like the old world. It, it is dis it's dying, isn't it? Sure. It's, a, the, it's sort of collapsing and it's trying to hang on to things. And you've got these people trying to hang on to power, but they know that it's slipping away. The oil companies, it's slipping away from them. And so trying to make the oil the most of it. Yeah. But, you know, and this is all, this is reflected in the arts, which is why we sort of bring it up for because it's very much about the outsiders in a sense uniting to form I was gonna to say to form a new inside, which is rather strange. Yes. Isn't it? But, like we are but, on the inside looking outside. Exactly, at the we are indeed, and I think it's still raining as well by the looks of it. Um, so we're on we're on the right side for once. The side, <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's it's it is about, um, although the punk movement is an outside movement, which is why we're discussing it in the pod, um, it did become some, it did force some sort of cultural reform um, and it did make some make changes, which then sort of disarms it in a way, doesn't it? It does, so it becomes it, the norm. It becomes... It sort of metamorphosizes, metamorphosizes into the norm and that new norm we all kind of absorb. And then we wait for the next, for the, yeah, the next shake up for the next one. Absolutely, yeah. Um, one interesting note while we're here, I just wanted to point out that my cousin was a punk, and I remember was he? Yes, rascal yeah, in, in Royal <laughs> Tunbridge Wells, <laughs> and uh, radical, the radical of Tunbridge Wells. And I do, yeah, I've 
memories of him. He had a he had a spiral staircase up to his bedroom. I used to love that, but I was always scared to go up there because you didn't be... know what lurked behind the <laughs> exactly. Door. I don't know what was there. <laughs> be... Oh my goodness! Should we move on? From yes. your cousin from oh. Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, so here we are, Kings Road. Uh, talking about the punk movement, any um, is there any things we can reflect on? Any outcomes that we can I think gain from this? What we are learning is everything is cyclical. You know, um, we have to sorry do excuse the background noise, but we are in a very much a live situation. Yeah, we're in a cinema and people are coming to watch a film. <laughs> Believe dare they? But how dare they? How very dare they? Um, but we are. Yeah, we, 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 what we can learn from it is that everything is cyclical. Um, as, as I said, if we reflect back onto the period of the punk movement in the seventies when pretty much the world was on its knees, certainly in the UK for sure, we are in a very similar situation again yeah. right now where change is, is inevitable. Yeah, I think so. Uh, musically, creatively, technologically, economically, everything is up for, up for renewal. Yeah. Um, and um, with that in mind, um, back to our theme of the outsiders, um, we are looking at this from that perspective yeah. um, and that's why punk is important in our particular program as, as, as a theme if you like that relates to people looking from the outside at a situation and having enough um, and if you kind of relate to this and you are sort of discovering or becoming more aware of the fact that you are possibly an outsider. It's not a sin and it's not a crime. It's just a fact. If you are and you'd like to possibly find out a little bit more, why don't you reach out on our Facebook page where you yeah. can find us at... Mark and Zach, the outsiders, at hip not to be square. Perfect, Zach. And ask by basically writing in the chat box... Uh, writing the word punk. Punk. And yep. what would be also very interesting for us is for you to let us know where you're from because we are getting some incredibly interesting Absolutely. locations yeah. and we're getting quite fascinated uh, by it. So please, where, even if you come from Tembridge Wells, please do share where you're from. Yeah. Uh, write the word punk in the chat box and by return of post you will receive your free five steps to the best, your living your best life as an outsider PDF. Free PDF. Directly Coming to you. your way. Absolutely. Um, so uh, that's pretty much it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed our uh, dive into the punk movement. Um, and uh, the, uh, the noise of the cinema hasn't been too distracting for you. I have to say, before I leave, the smell of the popcorn is very nice. It's sort of warming inside of me. I Will could... you be going for a box? <laughs> well... I've often been accused of that in the past. <laughs> I'll be looking the other way, Zach. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, but also uh, do do watch out for us. We are also on our YouTube channel yeah. as well. We've got, um, we've got a YouTube video coming up. It will be very different to this. We've recorded two for you this week. Yes, we've done that especially. One to give you the ambience and the sound effects of being in a cinema. And the other one of being downstairs yes. in a cinema. Yeah. With people walking in and out while we're trying to record. Which was interesting for our own uh, way of tr seeing how well we were able to concentrate. In, in fact, when we arrived, it was like a library. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's not right now. But anyway, we will be back. Normal service will be resumed <laughs> yes. from next week. Next and time. we do hope to have you join us next time. But in the meantime, it's goodbye from... You. And goodbye from him. And it's a goodbye from Vivian Westwood. Yes, and from Johnny Rotten too. <laughs> goodbye. Take care.